Everybody, you're now tuned into your podcast. Shout out to everybody that's on my live stream right now. Do me a huge favor, hit that arrow button in the corner of your screen. Please share me to your Facebook, your uh Snapchats, your group chats, your Instagram, your text messages, your DMs, whatever you can share me to, share me to now. We on season four of your podcast, Uncomfortable Conversations with the people. Had the burp with the people of mine, all my supporters, all my family on TikTok, and everybody who loves me. Make sure y'all join the live and join this uncomfortable conversation. If you want to comment. Please feel free to comment anytime, whether you're right, whether you're wrong, whether you're negative or whether you're not. Know that I got my moderators, my MODs on facts, and they're going to be able to fax your ass up out of here quicker than you came. All right, Ashay. Uncomfortable conversations I wanted to talk about. Um, first things first is grief. When someone in your family passes, people show their true colors. When you lose someone and you have to make funeral arrangements and you have to make wake arrangements and you got to get clothes and you got to get caskets and you got to get flowers and you got to get, you know, uh, 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 obituaries done. You got to do all these things. Family show their true colors. I want to give my, my love, my strength to when it comes to the Inky Boys family and um, the young man who lost his life at the age of 32 or 33 years old. We're, we're we're not lasting in these days, and it's so sad that we're dying younger and younger every day. But when it comes to the family of him, you have to know to honor the wife, show her love, show her patience, show her kindness. All this stuff that we do on every day-to-day basis is all about social media. We're too busy projecting our feelings, our thoughts, and our emotions on other people when people are simply just going through and trying to get through. Single mothers are out here every day, and then those who are forced to be single parents, those of you who are forced to be single parents, don't have to conversate or reckon with no fucking body if you don't feel like it. But when it comes to her, she's being blasted all over social media for arguing back and forth with his brother. And I feel like the brother should understand, understand, and overstand what she's going through. And we have to all, young, old, children, elderly, we all have to make sure we have our lives set up for when we leave. You know what I'm saying? How many of you all have life insurance? How many of you all have a savings account for if you pass on and you leaving these children? 
How many of you all making all this money and actually can do something for yourself? Because they don't teach you collectively as a whole what life insurance is for, what life insurance is supposed to be, and what life insurance does. They don't tell you about life insurance. We don't know about life insurance. When we speak about life insurance, we automatically think that, oh, somebody's finna die. Oh, by somebody's finna go. Financially, life insurance should be known to all black communities. Financially, black, black people should know, all melanated people, all indigenous people, all people of all races should know about insurance. You should know about life insurance. You should know about these things. Shouldn't nobody have to deal with your burden and what you're going through and what you had to deal with in life because when somebody passes, you have to understand that their debt is now your debt. That's even harder for somebody who is making funeral arrangements, even harder for somebody who's making obituary arrangements, who's doing all this. It's even harder for somebody to do these things. But yet and still, y'all post everything on social media. You project every way you can on social media. You're inserting your feelings and your thoughts and your expressions on social media. It's time we have uncomfortable conversations. Stop apologizing for somebody losing someone and start sending them love. Start giving them love. Start giving, start giving them strength. Start healing them. Start praying for them. Everybody automatically wants to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're sorry for what? You're sorry because we lost someone. You're sorry because somebody just transitioned to the everlasting life. You're sorry because we lost someone that's dear to us. You're sorry for that. What are you sorry for? There's nothing to be apologizing for. It's something that you're supposed to be praying for, giving gratitude, giving love, giving forgiveness, giving kindness, and being humble when somebody is going through something. But yet, we're projecting our thoughts. We're projecting our feelings. We're going through the emotions, and we're putting it out on other people because of what we're feeling. His brother had no right to be going back and forth for her at all, and that's just my thought. That's just my thought. Because when somebody passes, you don't know what it feels like until it happens to you. You have no clue what grief feels like until you lose somebody. You have no idea how a family turns on you or how a family changes on you. Look at Grandma Holla. Look at what happened with Grandma Holla. Her granddaughter had to get on this social media platform and explain herself too many times because of family. Because of family. When my mother passed, we, did with the, we dealt with the same thing because of family. Because of family, we dealt with not knowing if my mama had a headstone or not because they didn't want to communicate with the family, but yet you want to Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, but you don't want to communicate about my mother's headstone. We put forth all this money and everybody paid for the rest of the money and everything was supposed to come in together with what we paid for, which was $11,000, which we got a deal thanks to my papa being friends with the guy at the funeral home that actually did my mother's funeral arrangements. We didn't know until we, I found out. My mama collectively, mentally tapped into me and said, Bookie Bear, I don't have one. She said, Bookie Bear, look it up. Mama need a headstone. Mama need a headstone. Mama need one now. People need to know why I'm at. People need to know who they coming to, to visit. They don't know who they coming to visit if I ain't got no headstone. It made a whole lot of sense because family lied. Family don't want to be truthful. Family don't want to communicate. And when it's un, when it's, we're all grieving and we're in a hurtful situation, everything comes to light. Everything comes to light. People evil ways, people wicked ways, people greed. It comes to light. We need to have these uncomfortable conversations. We need to sit down and talk about these things. I don't want you to say, I'm sorry, I didn't know your mother passed. Send me love, send me strength, send me, send me positivity and wisdom and encourage me. How many people out there you don't apologize to because they done lost somebody? What are you sorry for? You ain't kill them. You ain't take them out. You wasn't the doctors that was in the, in the doctor's office in the ER and, and, and you wasn't the paramedics. You wasn't the EMT do, trying to get them revived back together. You wasn't the patients. You wasn't the, the nurses in the cancer clinic. You wasn't none of that. So what are you apologizing for? Why don't you just give love and give light and give strength and give healing? Let's have uncomfortable conversations. Y'all don't want to talk about the real spill because you're too busy saying I'm sorry. What you sorry for? Me too. 
What we sorry for? What we apologizing for? And we wait until it's too late before we give our flowers. We wait until it's too late until we support somebody. So many people who wasn't Inky Boy fans who didn't know who that man was and how he got out of prison and changed his life around for his son and seen something in his son and allowed his son to grow and be more. Now his son is on George Lopez show. show. He believed. He had faith. So many of us don't believe and so many of us don't have faith and we don't have uncomfortable conversations on why we lack thereof. Y'all children can be on TV as well, but y'all lack faith. Y'all lack, y'all lack condition. Y'all don't know how to condition yourselves and train yourselves to be supportive of your children because half of y'all got family members right now who don't support your business. Half of y'all got cousins and best friends right now who want 15% off or want a discount or want it for free for your business. You have so many people. Let's have this uncomfortable conversation. Join the live right now. Let's talk about it. Are we afraid? We are afraid of uncomfortableness. I just got through talking about this yesterday. We are afraid of being uncomfortable. For what? When your lights got cut off, wasn't you uncomfortable? When they came and told your car away, wasn't you uncomfortable? When your baby daddy couldn't help you get diapers and wipes, wasn't you uncomfortable? When they shorted you on your check, wasn't you uncomfortable? When you was constantly working at a place who didn't value you as a worker and as an employee, wasn't you uncomfortable? When you was dealing with friends talking behind your back, wasn't you uncomfortable? When you got jumped in the club behind somebody that you didn't even know was fucking with your baby daddy, fucking with whoever you was fucking with, wasn't you uncomfortable? These are all uncomfortable situations, but y'all allow yourself to be in those situations, but y'all don't allow yourself to sit down and actually talk about uncomfortable things to make us understand, understand overstand how to be comfortable so another key point I want to talk about and have an uncomfortable conversation about when it comes to what people do in their lives what people do in their lives has nothing to do with you we rant and raved about white people only taking baths every so often a time a week two or two times a week and then B. Simone as a mixed race black woman she came in, she said, well, I only take baths on this certain day and this certain day. And then somebody said, well, I'm going to rotate my clothes because I ain't got time to be wearing everything in my closet. Then y'all got something to say about that. Y'all got something to say about everything. Big Lotto wear the same color pattern print panties, pattern print panties. And y'all say she don't take a bath and she don't change her underwear. Maybe because people love that shit. People got washing and dryers. People know how to change their clothes if they want to. I got a closet full of shit. I rotate my shit all the time. You're going to see me in this shirt probably next week because it's Black History Month. You probably see me wear this hat a few times this week because I didn't found it. You'll probably see me wear the same sweatpants rotating because I ain't where I'm dressing up for where I'm going. As long as I know these bitches smell fresh like gain and I can go to the laundromat and go wash my clothes in the wash and dryer, what is it your problem? What is it your issue? If you don't do it, what's it to you, Shelly? What's it to you? Why you have to be so judgmental? We don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation because everybody's so judgy. Oh, her hair, she keep her hair like that. Oh, she keep her clothes like that. Oh, she keep her... Oh, what is it to you? What does it matter to you? We're so asphyxiated on projecting, we don't have uncomfortable conversations about the real spill. One of my favorite content creators said, I'm going to wear this outfit two or three times, and I'm going to wear it again next month, and I'm going to wear it again next month. And black women, black women stitched the video, and one black woman is actually my friend. She said, that's nasty. Black women, black women, black women. How many times do we have to go over that we are the most hated? We are the most underrated. We are the ones they hate. And how come is it every black woman on social media will take the time to downgrade and belittle another black woman? The pink sauce got her stuff in Walmart. 
The pink sauce lady got her shit in Walmart. That made a name for herself, then hit the shade room two or three times. Then took y'all constructive, constructive criticism and then made something of herself. And what y'all say? She ain't even know about FDA. She ain't even know about this. She ain't even know about that. She ain't even know about, uh, but besides congratulating on her for fixing the problem and keep pushing herself and putting her product. And now she got her product on the shelf. Besides saying, girl, you go ahead. For the ones who doubted you, she proved you wrong. But yet and still, y'all still get on this app every day and project your feelings and your thoughts about yourself onto other people. Because you see what other people doing, it's a problem to you. Ew, it's nasty. Okay, it's nasty. Keep going. Unfollow them. Block them. Keep going. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge somebody who don't care to take a bath every day? Who are you to judge somebody who, who rather rotates the same four, five outfits that she got in her, her main three drawers? Who are you to judge somebody who has a, a, bump in, a, a, a bump in their car? Who are you to judge somebody who's a single mother and her kids ain't got Jordans and Nikes and everything that your child got? Who are you to judge if this child ain't able to get a haircut but your son got a haircut? Who are you to judge? How about you put forth the time to support and have uncomfortable conversations with yourself to learn how to better yourself and your mind and your energy and your frequency that you vibrating on? Because some of y'all don't know how to do it. We don't know how to have uncomfortable conversations. We don't know how to be there for each other because it's always something. So many, why you can't, man, so many people on this app be genuine, loving, kind, be willing to pour their heart out to you. But the first thing you do is you want to run their business down the drain. You want to talk about them. You want to down them. Black people don't know how to support black people at all. And then you, you have a question about how the Mexican family can stay in one household. You have a problem with how white people can have businesses and businesses and businesses and businesses and be so successful in all this thing because they support each other. They support each other. We, we can't even simply support each other. Like the pink sauce lady. Like anybody who's grieving. I lost my mother last year. I know what it's like to lose somebody and have to fight with your family about funeral arrangements and payments and this, that, and the third. My mama got five kids, and each one of her kids paid $1,200 a piece towards my mama's funeral. My mama's funeral was only $11,000. Come on, now do the math. It was paid for by the rest of the family, and everything was to come with it. Ever She had a pretty white, white and gold casket, baby, and had flowers from here to there. We wasn't playing. She deserved it and more. I made sure she was crispy sharp. Every ounce of dollar I ever owned and, and gotten raised off this app went to my mama. She had fresh pair of heels on, gold jewelry, gold rings, glasses, fresh to death. I wish I could show y'all a picture of her in the casket, but I don't want to relive that situation. But we do still have that picture. We had to go do my mama's makeup. My sister, my wife did my mama's nails. We did that. No help of no family, no aunts, no uncles, no cousins. We didn't have no help. But y'all be the main ones wanting your hand out. Like hit Grandma Holler. Main ones wanting your hand out now. Like Inky Boy's uh, wife going through. Main ones having your hand out. Main ones having something to say. Like the pink sauce lady and got her shit on, on the shelf. Y'all can't congratulate that lady for taking what y'all said, fixing the problem and getting it out there some more. Because that's her, her passion, what she's passionate about. So many people on this app are helping people. Helping people. Helping people. Helping people. One of my favorites, my sister's favorites, Niza the Graham. Help, help the young man who was scamming. Help the young man that was scamming. And people had something to say because he helped the young man that was scamming. What the fuck does that have to do with you with his money that he's, 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 he's giving out? That he's helping somebody who seems to need help. Some of y'all have a problem with that. You see somebody on here selling something, you scroll past it. 
You see somebody on here promoting their small business, you scroll past it. You see somebody on here trying to better themselves and better their lives, you scroll past it. But soon as somebody in a hotel room, y'all be ready. Y'all be ready. Soon as somebody on the floor, y'all be ready. And then when you come to find out that it's a scam, it's a problem. Oh, I want my money back. I, 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 I was another young man who made it to American Idol on this app. He was homeless, him and his wife and his kids. Everybody was sending him money left and right, left and right, left and right. Now this man got millions of dollars. He got a million dollar mansion right now. Million dollar car and driveway, everything. He got everything he needed. And people had the nerve to ask for the money back. Are you serious? Let's have this uncomfortable conversation. Let's go there. Y'all don't want to do that because you guys are afraid. My black people that are listening to me, watching me right now, not commenting, not liking, not sharing, not being involved in the situation. You are afraid of having uncomfortable conversation. Well, I'm the one to have an uncomfortable conversation with you because we don't have to disagree. We don't have to agree. We can disagree, but I want to understand you. I want to hear your point. I want to hear your argument. I want to hear your discussion. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to feel it. Because we have a problem with real active communication. When it gets uncomfortable and gets uneasy, we walk away, we run, we leave, we shut down. That's what we do. When it comes to supporting somebody, y'all say, oh, just be you not on my For You page, knee baby. You not on my For You page, knee baby. You not on my For You page, knee baby. It's so many excuses when you can type in the search bar and click in knee baby and see any video that I done fucking made today. See any video that I done posted. I say, y'all, I need some more interaction. Like, share, comment, go to my video, search me up. I ain't on the For You page. Y'all got to put me back on the For You page. Y'all got TikTok allows shit to be viral when they want it to be viral. But when you got active people who love you and support you and fuck with you and always holler about you, you're my favorite content creator, you see these young people out here elevating themselves. These young people out here elevating themselves. K-Hood elevated herself. Did it with the likeness of her supporters and her fans. Elevation. Nas, elevation. Conscious Lee, elevation. Keith Lee, elevation. But when y'all see a black gay woman, it's stagnant. When you see a black masculine identified lesbian that ain't like young and May, it's stagnant. We don't get no love. We don't get no help. We don't get no reassurance. Only person I seen up here doing it and still doing it is Rhoda G with that saxophone, holding it down. K-Hood, holding it down. Doing what we have to do. But what about the rest of us? What about everybody else? Oh, you're not on my For You page. That's it. That's the only excuse we have for not supporting, for not showing love, for not being there for the people that you actually like and you want to see. I said, I'm going to go back to the old knee, baby. Y'all want me to do them ratchet-ass skits and shit I used to be doing, so I'm going to go back doing them ratchet-ass skits I used to be doing. But when it's time to have an uncomfortable conversation, we get ghosts, we get lost, we get confused, we shut down. Black people got to do more. And my black women, if you don't stop projecting how you feel about yourself on the next black woman, if you don't stop judging and don't want nobody to judge you, you don't want nobody to talk about your life, you don't want nobody to talk about your kids or talk about your home, talk about the way you live and stop talking about other women. Stop talking about the way they live and stop talking about how they raise their children. If you're not going to help them, if you're not going to be there for them, if you're not going to encourage them and lift them up, stop bringing your low vibrational ass over to the real side. When it's time to have uncomfortable conversations and uncomfortable sit-downs, y'all let me know when y'all ready to listen. I'm your girl, D-Baby. This is season four of my podcast, your podcast, streaming right now on Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, as well as the Anchor app. If you ever want to tune in to me, make sure you tune in anytime. If you stream, I get 10 cents to 15 cents per one stream. So make sure y'all check me out and listen and give me a little roll call. I <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Uncomfortable Conversations on season four with me. I am your girl, D-Baby, and I am a y'all. And I see, I'm not from Spelman, I ain't got to tell you what that means And I sit right here, I'm loud like the sauce of war And them these niggas come show me love, show me love. Bitch, 
bitches wet like Fiji when BPs step in the club. Bitches, when they see me, all they greet me, show me love. I'm with bitches wearing Fiji flawless, they don't fuck with scrubs. Yeah, but I just need my shorty back. Yeah, richer than I ever was. And when I call bitches,